All right, let's do end time events 2B. You heard 2A, and uh, let's let's get right into 2B. God be with us. Uh, have you have you ever known something in God's word to not be true? H- have you ever known something in God's word to not come to be? That's just not who we serve. This is a mighty God, majestic, sovereign, huh? And and the word says, "Greater is He that is within me than He that is in the world." We got to stop worrying about what the devil is going to do. Talking about He's mighty, God is Almighty. We got to stop worrying about what the devil is going to do. Talking about He's powerful, God is all powerful, huh? The prophecies that are being fulfilled today, even as we go through this COVID-19, pestilence, strife, viruses, wars, rumors of wars, there is no escape. There is no going back to normal. We're in a time capsule, folk. We're moving toward the rapture, whether you want to or not, whether you believe it or not. Huh? You accept God's grace through Christ or you face the judgments of the seals, the trumpets, and the bowls. Doesn't matter whether you want to. It's going to happen, just like everything else in the Bible has occurred. Huh? And this is what Paul told the Thessalonians. It is inevitable. C.S. Lewis said God is going to invade this earth with force. Come on now. What is the good of saying that you are on God's side when you see everything happening? You missed the morning train. I I believe now. You're going to have to get on the evening train. What is the good of saying you're on God's side, when you see everything going down, when you see clothes all over the ground, airplanes crashed, buses crashed, cars crashed, all you see is clothes and rings there. When you land in the bed and your wife has disappeared and all is laying there is clothes and jewelry. What's the good of saying now you believe? Yeah, you might believe now, but you missed the morning train. You've got to wait for the evening train. Oh, I know you don't like the sound of this. But that's just how truth is. Huh? The whole universe melting away like a dream. And it never entered into your head. It never was a notion to you that this was real. My God. It will be something so beautiful to some. And it's going to be something so terrible to others. When that rapture comes, a whole lot of us are going to be saying, hallelujah. We won't say it then because it'll happen too quick. In the moment of a twinkling of an eye. Oh, but when we meet the Lord in the air. In the air, I said. That's the rapture. This is not the second coming. He's not coming all the way to earth. In the air. Oh, it's going to be a beautiful moment. But to others. When all them crashes occur, because if you if the pilot is a, is a Christian, that plane going down. 
If the co-pilot is a Christian, that plane going down. If the conductor on the train is a Christian, that train is going to crash. There's going to be a whole lot of motorcycle, whole lot of automobile crashes because a whole lot of Christians are going to be driving those cars. Oh, you say it sounds like fantasy. All right, you go ahead. You go ahead. I want you to listen to this when I'm gone. Mm, my Lord. Mm, mm, mm. No, no, no. This is the time to say yes, Lord. Huh? Oh, it's going to be overwhelming. Overwhelming. And it will strike either irresistible love or irresistible terror. But it's going to strike. To every creature, they're going to know something happened. Now, they're not going to even call it the rapture. Some folk are going to refuse to admit it was the rapture. Millions of folk gone, and they still going to refuse to admit it was there. They're going to say they're hiding. Why in the world would millions of folk disappear all of a sudden and start hiding from all over the world? Yeah, that's just the pride and the arrogance and the sin that's so embedded in so many folk. Millions, millions, millions of folk. It will be too late. It's too late then. Choose your side now. Or go through the tribulation, the seals, and the trumpets, and the bowls. You don't want none. <laughs> what is it? You don't want none of this. You don't want none of that. The time for choosing is past after the rapture. Now you've got to go through some mess. It will be a time when we discover which side we have really chosen. If you still hear, and millions of people have disappeared, and all you see is clothes and jewelry, wherever they were, then guess what? You didn't make the right choice. You missed out. The morning train has left the station, and you're going to have to hit the evening train. Preacher, can I still be saved? Oh, yeah, but you got to go through these tribulations and wait for the second coming. Harden not your hearts today. This day is the day of salvation. Hebrews 2, 3. How shall we escape if we neglect, if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. And Hebrews 3, 8 through 15, do not harden your hearts as in the day of the rebellion. Do you think this is the first time folk have refused to accept the Lord? During that time of testing in the wilderness, when God had to release snakes on them and Moses had to hold up a staff, which is the, which is the physician's uh, um, uh, thing today that they have on their on a pen, on their lapel. To hold it up so, so they can look at it and live? Do you think hardened hearts are new? Your ancestors tried God. In the wilderness 40 years. Telling God, why'd you bring us out here? Giving us this manna. We tired of this. Good Lord. He told Moses, speak to the rock. That they might drink water. 
Moses got so mad at him. Moses hit the rock. The Lord said, that ain't what I told you to do, Moses. Yeah. Moses angry with the generation. God angry with the generation. But God is going to have the last word. Many hearts have gone astray. This is not new, folk. God said, I declared in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. That's what he said to those 40,000 in Egypt. You can walk around in circles. They could, I heard they could have got through that in a couple of days. But God had them walking around in circles for a reason. And if you listen to Namware preaching, you know God puts us in our deserts for a reason. And it's more than just because we're walking through a desert. God is trying to teach us something. God is trying to get our hearts right. A lot of us are going through a lot of the stuff we're going through for a reason. God has a purpose in our life. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord, for those who are called according to his purpose. God is trying to tell you something. and You're not listening. And I pray you don't miss the morning train. Hmm? God is trying to tell you something in your marriage. God is trying to tell you something in your children. God is trying to tell you something on your job. God is trying to tell you something with the bereavement you're dealing with. You say, oh, they just had cancer. They just died. Well, that might be true. But how about some of the other things that are going on in your life? How about the timing of it? God is trying to tell us something. And we are being deceived by the deceitfulness of sin. We, in the 14th verse of Hebrews 3, 8 through 15, we have come to share in Christ. If indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. As has just been said today, 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 if you hear his voice, I'm begging you, I beseech you, brother, by the mercies of God, harden not your hearts as they did back in the day of rebellion. Because just like it happened to them, it will happen to you. You will miss the morning train. And God help you if you miss the evening train. Ain't no back-back train and get your load. <laughs> you miss the train altogether. At least in the second coming, you get to get on the evening train. But if you miss that, God help you when we get to the sheep and the goats. Yeah, that's a whole new message. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 4. This is how you escape the coming judgment. This is the escape route. Verses 5 through 10. This is how you escape. Believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the rapture comes as a thief in the night, you are caught up in it. Caught up in the rapture. To be caught up. To be raptured. Paul told the Colossians in 1.13. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us, that's rapture, into the kingdom of his dear son. How many clues can God give us? Folks still just know I'm going to live like I want to live. I'm going to go out here and commit fornication and commit adultery and, and, and commit all kinds of lifestyles of sexual immorality. And I'm going to drink and I'm going to smoke drugs and so forth and so on. And I'm going to live because, hey, tomorrow ain't promised. I got to live for the day. You go on. You go on. One of us is telling the truth. 
One of us is going to find out. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be me. I already know. How do you know, preacher? Because everything the Bible has said has come to fruition. Do you think this is going to be different? I'm saying, wake up, church. Stop listening to these preachers preaching all these old fun time messages. All this dessert messages. Love, I want to talk about love, love in the morning, oh Jesus, love in the afternoon, hallelujah, love in the evening, and love when the sun goes down, you need to stop it. And how did that help your marriage? How did that help you raise your children? How did that keep you moral? Huh? But, but it made me feel good for the moment. But you sinned the same night. Wake up, church. Wake up, world. Get right, church. And let's go home. In verse 6, Thessalonians 5. Don't lose sight of reality. Don't let these preachers take your money, making promises to you, telling you something that's not real, that's not accurate, that's not true. When it's written right there in the word of God, it's like a billboard on every freeway. Don't blame God when you miss the truth. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Be very careful. How you live not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity why preacher because the days are evil do you think the devil is just going to sit around and let you get saved and let you reach out and touch somebody else's life with your beautiful testimony of how you used to be a drug addict, of how you used to be immoral, of how you used to be out in the world? Do you think the devil is just going to let you go out and do whatever you want to do that's right, that's good, that's wholesome while he stands by? No, the devil is a scorned woman and he's coming after you to sift you like wheat. He's coming after you, as the word says, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Verse 11 said it's so easy to lose sight of God's perspective. So much stuff is around. So many choices in our face. And that means that some of them are good and some of them are bad. And God has made us free moral agents. We are not robots. We can choose to serve God and be on the morning train. Or we can say, Lord, I don't want no part of you. I'm having fun. I don't even believe you exist. And then we already know what the end result of that will be. The Bible says they're damned already. Right there in John. God so loved this world. That he gave. Love gives. He gave his only begotten son. That we might have life. And that we might have it more abundantly. Not just life. 
but eternal life. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Don't let this world wear you out. Don't let this world take you to the nub, tired, worn out, abused, misused. This world can do that. But don't you give up. And in order not to give up, you've got to constantly call on the name of the Lord. You've got to say, Lord, I need you. And how often do I need you? I need you every hour. Yeah, come on, come on. Brother Paul Morton, Bishop Morton, I need you. You've got to say, Lord, I need thee. Because on my job, in my home, my neighbors, my friends, my sisters and my brothers, they're all seemingly coming against me, Lord, like I'm doing the wrong thing for just trying to be right, for just trying to do right. Help me, God. I need thee. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come right now. God, we want to be on that morning train. We want to be in the rapture. And I pray this message right now touches somebody's heart, uplifts somebody, gets them out of the doldrums, saves their soul, saves their marriage, encourages them, inspires them. Oh, God, give us strength. Help us, Jesus. We know the devil is mighty, but Lord, you are almighty. We know the devil is powerful, but God, you are all powerful. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Good God from everywhere. In the name of Jesus, God, give us strength. We don't have any more strength, Lord. Give us your strength. Be our crutch. Lord, we need you to walk. And when we can't walk, carry us, Jesus. In your bosom. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask this. We thank you for the answer and the blessing. And God, give us the wherewithal to share this message, to share this testimony, to share our faith with our neighbors, with our friends, with our relatives, with our co-workers. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I need you, Lord, to keep me. I need your mercy. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I need you more than ever. Oh, hallelujah. You promise never to forsake. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, 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 yes. My God, my God, my God, my God. 
This is Faith Worth Finding Ministry. Weekly encouragements by Nam Ware. Please tell a friend. God bless you.